Welcome back to Detroit Strange. This podcast. That you're listening to. Yeah. With your ear holes. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to say this podcast again this week for some reason. Yes. You got your line back. Yes. Stella got her groove back and Jess got her line back. It feels good to be home. Not the starter, not the football position. I made a football. That's a sports reference. Go team. Go sports. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing like trivia at work for mm-hmm. like my coworkers and they requested a sports category. Oh, and I'm like, not me wrong, bitch. That's apparently a TikTok thing. I haven't seen it yet, but my friends are way more into TikTok than I am. And that's the thing about TikTok is the algorithm is very interesting mm-hmm. because everyone's feed is very different. Everyone's for you page. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's creepy and cool. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm very oh, totally. fascinated by it. I've been going. I've been getting some new types of content lately where I'm like, oh, this is interesting that I ended up here. Uh, like all good stuff. I like yeah. hippy dippy stuff and I kind of love it. But yeah, it is really crazy. Be- it, I also just think I don't know the actual data on it, but I feel like with actual quarantine, all those numbers went up and everybody because it became, you know, not just for 15 year olds to dance on. Yeah. And I I feel like the content expanded because I think the audience and the uh, creators expanded. Yeah. And so there really is. I don't know, stuff for everyone. Well, we've got 41 more days to enjoy it, apparently. I have not been followed. Well, I mean, I know that he was threatening to take it away. Um, apparently there's 45 days from when he signed a thing. Oh, and either Microsoft has to buy it or it's getting banned. That's so. Yeah, girl. Not what we do. I don't. I get that they're, you know, I mean, social media can be dangerous, but it's more about teaching people to use it properly and well you know, i think don't... he's worried because it's a chinese app and the chinese are always spying on us and i'm like what are they learning other than dance moves yeah. like i mean i'm not a security expert i don't pretend to be a security expert but it's some bullshit i mean i learned how to make garlic knots out of tofu Ooh, that's real dangerous knowledge right there yeah they were really good actually you can it's basically i think it was tofu a little bit of salt, a little bit of, um, well, she said baking, baking stuff. And I was like, is that baking powder or, or baking soda? So I used a little bit of both and uh-huh. you, and was it water? Yeah. And water. And you just mix it up and you make a little knot thingy. And then I did an egg wash, but she says, if you're vegan, you know, you don't have to do an egg wash. And then you make the little parsley garlic, like butter mix. And put mm-hmm. it on afterwards. And it was Yum. delicious. And I will be making tofu garlic knots again. Yeah, I've tried a couple of TikTok recipes myself. Mm-hmm. Not always successful. But uh, I haven't done a minute, actually. But I did. The last one I did was that smoked queso on the grill. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good, but it was also like a lot of freaking cheese. I don't know if I'll make it again. Yeah, I did a few Tabitha Brown ones. Because oh, I love her. Yeah, I did like the carrot bacon. And then she has this like pecan. Oh, meat. was the carrot bacon good? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I need to try it. Uh, I, I think it would be better in an air fryer because I did an oven because I was going to get an air fryer. But then the sales ended and I was like, I'm not going to pay full yeah. price. I'm going to wait for a good price again. Oh, Black Friday, bitch. Those will be dirt cheap. <laughs> give them Let's away. Hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, I got mine for 30. So like Mm -hmm. if that's like random time during the year, imagine Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, pecan meat, which is like for tacos and stuff. You basically. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, It was pretty good, actually. I would do other things with it, too. I believe it. Yeah. So um, yay. Yay for TikTok cooking. And apparently we only have 41 days. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how long it. I don't know what's going to happen, but. Not thrilled. It's just one of the many, 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 many disappointing things coming out of the White House lately. Yeah. Slash for the past three years. I think the thing is, if it. If it's just under the guise that it's like, oh, it's out of China and something else will replace it. Yeah. 
I hate it because Instagram has already started to try. They introduced Instagram Reels, which like you tried to come for Snapchat. It didn't work. Yeah. Although stories are fun. I do like the stories feature of Instagram, mm-hmm. but I don't think that was really a Snapchat replacement. No, I mean, I think it's OK that they all do their own separate thing and stop trying to, uh, you know, do yeah. everybody else's thing. Oh, I did see a really good tech TikTok where all the uh, platforms were in a fight and it was great. Like somebody acted as each platform and they called out Instagram on uh, TikTok called out Instagram. Yeah, I love that. I'll see if I can find it. I'll send it to you. Fun. You know, please do fun content. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so what's new? Anything new? I mean, no, Um, still trying to find a job. That would be great. Um, I went. To, oh, I did actually go to the Henry Ford Mansion yesterday, which was yeah. Fun. I saw the story pics. Yeah. It looked awesome. My roommate had the day off, and I wanted to go since telling the story. So it was kind of fun to go on the day the episode actually came out. It it just fell together like that, which was great. Yeah. And we ended up going on this long hike. Uh, well, not long hike. It was like an hour long. It's not that long. That's a that's a decent hike, especially when it's this hot and humid. I walked to the liquor store and back and I am sweaty <laughs> and smelly and I hate it. Yeah. Well, most of it was shaded because it was actually an overgrown trail that I guess they're maybe going to clean up. And it takes you to the waterfall that's kind of created by like the dam that was used for the power, the hydroelectric plant on mm-hmm. site. So it takes you to the waterfall on the other side of the Rouge River from the estate, which is cool. So we got to see Mm -hmm. it from like both angles and then, but my roommate and I have determined we cannot do things without one of us getting injured because I tripped and gashed my toe open and we were like maybe 45 minutes in and it was another 15 to get to the actual site and then maybe like 20 minutes to get back because it was kind of like a big circle. So it was actually probably like an hour and a half total, but and no band-aids. Uh, not really much. I had a backpack, but not that much in it. She luckily had a napkin in her fanny pack. Yes, and you get like one of those little tiny first aid zip pouch. I things. am going to now. That's what this taught me yesterday, or at least put some freaking band aids in there. Uh, but yeah, so I got to walk around with like <laughs> bloody napkin toe. You know, as one yeah. does. So that was pretty special. <laughs> I am no stranger to bloody feet. Um, I used to walk from Wayne State to Grand Circus every day for a summer. Mm-hmm. And one of the days I wore these like like raw leather loafers. They were like these leather loafers. They left a huge fucking blister on my like back of my foot. And it was a heel. Heels like the bottom. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Back of my foot. Like and so just big old blister, and then I'm walking to I'm walking the next day in Converse, and I'm like, ow, 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 and I'm like, those are not good for blisters. No, they sure aren't. As I <laughs> learned when I got to the Grand Circus, that was actually the building was called too, the place. So I got there and like, someone was like, what is wrong with your foot? And I looked down, <laughs> and I like bled through my Converse. <laughs> oh no, I was trailing blood all down Woodward. Oh no. So. Yeah, I think I just threw those shoes away this year, too, because they just in my trunks. I'm like, they're already gross. I'll just leave them in here. So if I need gross shoes, I have gross shoes. Yeah. Like for painting or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get I'm so bad at painting when it comes to getting paint everywhere. I have found paint on the inside of my underwear somehow, and I'm like, not sure how that happened. That's why you just you have to have a dedicated paint shoe, dedicated paint outfit if you know you're going to be painting. Apparently dedicated painting underwear. And underwear. Yeah, apparently, yes. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Although I can't even use a marker without it getting all over my hands. They're hard sometimes. I mean, trust me. I think me, it's more user error for me. Uh, I don't know. True. I have an art degree and I definitely, uh, especially with the Crayola ones for some reason. I also just hold writing utensils like a five-year-old. Because like I never I like didn't learn how to hold them right. So I like just like hold them weird and like it's such a hard habit to break that I just don't. Yeah. I mean, you've made it this far. Exactly. Yeah. And who writes anymore anyway? Mm, dying art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anything new with you? 
Not really. It's the second week in my new job. So that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm on season six of I just got to season six of that 70s show, which has been a lot of fun watching that forward to back. Mm-hmm. Just like all of it. I went to like I said, I went to the liquor store before this. Um, Fancy. It was good because I got a lot of things I was out of, but that always sucks because liquor is expensive sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I had to get a bottle of Campari, a Ooh. bottle of Aperol, Ooh. and then a bottle of gin. So I actually made a cocktail today. Can I take it? You're drinking a Negroni? Yes, I am. Ah, yay. I even like went to the grocery store to get garnishes. Mm-hmm. Like literally all week I've been like, I don't want to go to the grocery store. I guess I'll cobble something together. And then today yeah. I'm like, well, I'm making cocktails. I have to get garnishes. Mm-hmm. I accidentally forgot to cancel a food delivery service box that I had just like skipped for months. Uh-huh. So I got a food delivery box. I was not super thrilled with it because it basically was my grocery budget. So yeah. now I'm not grocery shopping. And like the two meals are, I don't know. They're not ones I would have chosen. So it was just like, yeah, oh, Bummer. cool. I hate those auto subscriptions. I was going to say, I don't like the auto part of it, but I think, I mean, the, the meal, deli- I do like the idea of like not wasting ingredients and stuff. Cause sometimes you can't buy like the proper amount for like, especially one person. Yeah. And so I think I like that an idea, you know, I don't know. I like when they warn you like, Hey, we're about to do this. If you don't want this. Yeah. Cancel yeah. it. Yeah. And because like, Avast sure didn't do that. I just got charged for a year of Avast after doing a free trial. I don't even know what that is. So that's annoying. It's an antivirus software. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't, I don't like any subscription thing and I do try to avoid them. I mean, the ones that are fun sound fun, but I don't do those because they're like not necessarily in my budget or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like there's those makeup ones that kind of look fun, but, um, I the don't makeup know. Ones, I did one of the clothing ones once. I think it was like Trendy Butler or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like really excited and like, ooh, I'm gonna get such cool stuff. Like, I remember in my first fucking box, there were sweat shorts. And I'm like, where the <laughs> fuck am I gonna wear these? Mm-hmm. They were white too. Who gets white fucking sweat shorts? Yeah, this seems like a gamble right there. Kind of playing right. with fire. Like, if you're gonna be leisurely, don't go with a white. White is not a leisurely color. No, sure, sure is not. Yeah, so. I still have them. Mm-hmm. I'll wear them when like literally every other pair of sweats is dirty. So wait, was which this... during quarantine times I have gotten to that point. I think I might tie dye them actually. Did you? Ha- oh yeah, that's a good idea. But did you have to keep them? Because I think a lot of them don't. You like send stuff back. You could or something? send stuff back. Uh, I sent some of it back, but I was like, maybe I'll like these shorts. I don't know. It was like I like ended up. I like don't even remember what else I got, but I only got like one or two boxes. And I think I sent everything in the second box back. So I'm like, this is stupid. Also, I like shopping. I don't know why I even signed up for it. So I feel like a subscription. Some of the times it's like for people who don't like to shop. And it's mm-hmm. like, th- not me. I am a shopper, unfortunately. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of shopping, to be honest. Um, I guess online, I don't mind it as much, but I don't. Like, yeah. I don't like store shopping that much. I like to physically hold the object in my hand for a half hour while I him and haw about it and eventually put it back. You know, that's how I shop. That's it's why like I how like you, it. It's like cart abandonment in real life. Yeah. It's like, do I really need this? Mm-hmm. I also have that thing where I'm like, oh, I really like this. And I look at it again. And I'm like, oh, because I have four of these already. I have four black V-necks. Awesome. <laughs> no, I haven't yeah. worn a V-neck in a while. I have four black shirts. Here's another black shirt in my hand. I don't mm-hmm. need this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, what are you sipping on over there i was just about to tell you my cocktail for once yes i had some watermelon and so and i also have not been grocery shopping and so i made a watermelon margarita nice that sounds delicious yeah i actually even had um cointreau this time so it's like a proper margarita because usually i just make it without the the orange liqueur part because i don't have it yeah but part of uh, Chris and Debbie are moving and don't want to take a bunch of bottles results in me having a little. So I was like, oh, proper margarita. Honestly, liquor cabinets are one of the best things to just be gifted. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Because I know I got some when my parents moved. I still have some of it, but it's also that stuff that like 
I don't know why they bought this. I don't know who is using this. Yeah, yeah. But it's nice when you're like, oh, I'm making this one drink and oh, I actually have the ingredient. Mm hmm. Yeah, there were a few odd choices. I have more rum than I've ever had in my life because I'm not a rum drinker. Uh, oh, yeah. For example. I was about to say you're not a rum hoe. No, there's a, like a couple good, like good quality ones. And then there's like a, what is it like Parrot Bay or something? Oh, yeah. Real, I know her. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> but you know what's delicious in the fall? Hmm. Which have you ever tried? Like, I think I made this once. It was apple cider and just like spiced rum. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that. That's I feel like that's the way to drink rum. That's okay. Or honestly, um, I do like what's it called? Uh, no, it's Pina not. Colada. No, it's got like a medical sounding name. It's got coconut rum. I keep wanting to say penicillin, but that's not a coconut drink or a rum drink. Um, it's not pina colada. No, my friend had coconut. these at her wedding and it's going to bug me now until I figure it out. Prozac? No. No, no. You know what? I'm just uh, going to let my fingers do the searching for a second. Actually, I don't mind a mojito. Mojitos are good. Yeah. Or, uh, oh, I didn't know this was wrong. Caparina? Cap Caparina? I don't know her. It's a South American drink. Okay. Like it's, um, it doesn't say where it's from, but I know I've had it before. So I guess like some rum drinks are okay, but... Painkiller is what I was trying to think of. Uh, ah, yeah. painkiller. Yeah, which actually is sweet, but it, I like it. <laughs> Kills the pain. Mm -hmm. They sure do. And replaces it with a sugar headache. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't. That's why I can't do vodka cranberries anymore. I think I got, well, it was garbage vodka, so probably it was well, both. That, but. Yeah. but yeah, no, I mean, rum drinks for me. I want they have to be in a certain place. Like if I'm at a tiki bar or something, I'm probably going to go for oh, the rum yeah. drink because I'm at a tiki bar. Yeah. There's this really cool tiki bar in L.A. that I think it's called like Tiki Tea. And mm -hmm. I went there a couple of times. It's just a like an interesting atmosphere and everything about it. And there's no way I'm going to go in somewhere like that and not have a rum drink. For sure. Yeah. Even though they have other stuff. Yeah, that's not that's not the vibe. So, yeah, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to make a cocktail today is because I was watching. Um, so I decided to end my vendetta against Ina Garten because I had decided there's no choice but to stand. She's the iconic. I love her. Yeah, I do, too. Now, oh, but good. like I was watching um, Seth Meyers has a series called Day Drinking with Seth. Oh, have you ever seen it? Mm -mm. She did. She went oh, on it and it was funny. No, I have seen it and I have seen that episode. Sorry. It took me a second to catch up. Yeah. Yes, no, no, no. It's great. I was watching that today and I'm like, that looks fun. I want a cocktail. But also it was like 1030. So I was like, wait, bitch. <laughs> well, I think I mean, you did well. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. like a real true cocktail. I'm a, little, I'm a little jelly, actually. I haven't had Campari in a minute because it. It's not expensive, expensive, but it's not cheap. So I can I that's it's the, one of those liquors that like it's ex, it's an investment to buy because it is more expensive than just like a fifth. But you mm -hmm. definitely use a lot less of it than just like vodka yeah. or whatever. It's a very specific taste. Yeah. And so you don't use a lot of it and you don't use it in a ton of things. That's that's the thing at the store that I pick up and put down because I'm like, I don't I don't need this. I, I have been doing it. it for so long with this, but I was like, I haven't had a Groni all summer and it's such a good summer mm -hmm. drink. Yeah, yeah, it is. Also, uh, I like the whiskey version, the um, Boulevardier. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, before we get started on the story, yeah. I wanted to shout out the Scarab Club. I yeah. love that they saw and heard about our episode. Um, I'm glad that they found a weird little art mystery building flattering because it was meant to be flattering. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. weird's a high praise on this show. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. And like I was looking at their Instagram and it they like posted about how the Detroit Cultural Center is open back up now. Okay. So part of me is like, I want to go. And part of me is like, ooh, Corona. I don't know if it's now is the time. I'm still waiting on indoor facilities for quite a bit. Yeah. I want to support places, but also I 
want right. to go later. Right. Like I had to go to the doctor's office. And it was weird just being in a building mm-hmm. and just sitting because usually the only time I'm in a building that's not my house is like a store and I'm yeah on a mission. Yeah. Building with a purpose. So I can't imagine like, yeah. Yeah. No, I again, I want to support places, but also I'm not going in any buildings anytime soon. Uh, outdoor yeah. activities only and still with safety. I'll get my binoculars <laughs> and stand outside until someone asks me to leave. There you go. There you go. Which actually, uh, Lisa and I, after we went to the Henry Ford Mansion yesterday, I drove by Greenfield Village just because both of us realized neither of us have been there in a million years. And we just wanted mm. to drive by it. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Well, I really want to go now, actually. But I mean, obviously, with everything right now. Are they open or closed? I think they're open because they had a bunch of like this, like how to socially distance like signs outside. So. I think I that's one place I feel like would be OK to go right now just because it is outside. And you don't have to go into any buildings as long as it's not too crowded. I was going to say, yeah, and they could limit it. And I think part I think the biggest thing is really for the actors, because you don't want those actors in there all day with people coming in and out. But there's ways to do a lot of those things, I would imagine, outside. Yeah. Where the actor can be outside the abode or, or something. I don't know how that works, but. Honestly, I don't need the actors. I love them. They're great. Yeah. But sometimes I I just want to see the old buildings and get out. Yeah. No, that's why we wanted to drive by, which you can see like the backs of some of them. Like you can't obviously see a ton, but yeah, uh, we both just needed to see it. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. Are you going to tell me a story? I am going to tell you a story. Yay. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So I decided to pick one. Kind of based off of an article I saw recently, because the space has been kind of sitting there for a while with nothing happening to it. And it sounds like something's going to happen to it now. So I was like, well, let's go back in time and see what happened, like how this place come to be. Mm-hmm. And this place is the Michigan State Fairgrounds. OK, obviously, like it's on eight mile next to that mire, mm-hmm. the only mire in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And it was the site of the Michigan State Fair from 1905 to 2009. Mm-hmm. So over 100 years, the state fair was held there. Yeah. So just given the origins of the state fair itself, uh, there was an unofficial state fair that was held in, in Ann Arbor in 1839. But the first official, which I want to know what differentiated back then, like between official and unofficial state fair. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway. Maybe the 4-H, 4-H involvement happened for the official one and it wasn't there for the unofficial or something. Oh yeah. The 4-H. I always forget <laughs> about them. I didn't grow up anywhere rural enough to even kind of think about the 4-H. I didn't, but I knew one, like a, a friend or one of my mom's friend's daughters. Like, yeah, she was involved in 4-H and I remember being a kid and being like, I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know the 4-H, but I know the five G's. Good God, girl, good grip. Oh, I think I don't know if it's a Latrice Royale thing, but that's where I know it from. Okay. Anyway, so the first official state fair was held in Detroit in 1849. And Michigan tried to claim that it was the oldest state fair in the country. But New York was like, no, 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 honey. We had our first one in Syracuse in 1841. So it's the second oldest state fair in the country. And so while a fair started in Detroit in ni- or 19, 1849, it bounced around to other cities until 1905 when it got its permanent home at the, the Michigan State Fairgrounds. Okay. So in 1904, Joseph L. Hudson, which I had to Google, but yes, it is that Hudson, the oh, department okay. store Hudson. Mm-hmm. He got together with three associates to find a location for the state fair. And in the process of doing that, they formed the State Fair Land Company. Okay. And through this, they bought 135 acres, which I was like, I don't know how much an acre is, but I don't either really. I mean, like it's like I Googled it. And it's like a little smaller than the football field. But I'm also like, I don't know how big that is. Like, yeah, but it's a little over half a square kilometer. 135 acres. I mean, we also don't use the metric system, so. I do know that because when we were in Canada and I kept telling Annie about like, oh, it's in 40 kilometers. You got to do it here. She's like, I still don't know what a kilometer is. I'm like, it's a thousand meters. She's like, I will throw you out of this car. (laughs) So 
135 arbitrary units of land there we go. is what they bought between seven and a half and eight mile roads just east of Woodward. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they acquired the land, but they didn't actually want to run the damn thing. So they sold it to the Michigan State Agricultural Society for $1 in April of 1905. Oh, wow. What a deal. Yeah. So along with that $1 purchase of the 135 acres, they were also able to buy another 132 acres. Wow, okay. Which, yeah, so there's 167. There's 167 acres, but the the amount of land has fluctuated a bit, but right now it's at 164 acres. Wow. So, is that including... Slightly less than 164 football fields, apparently. Is that including, like, all the commercial developments that's been put onto it now? That size? I am not sure. I don't know if... Yeah. I don't know if the Meyer is counted in that or not. Okay. But in 1921, the Agricultural Society handed over the state fair to the state of Michigan. So okay. the state had control of the state fair, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. It's in the title. Yeah. So it was kind of like it started as like a forum for agricultural interest because agriculture is still a big part of Michigan, even though the auto industry, auto industry, auto industry is all we talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, agriculture is the second biggest industry after auto. Okay. Uh, they farmers could win blue ribbons for livestock and produce, which like I was, I found like there's actually a really good article on the Detroit Free Press that came out like a couple days ago that had like a bunch of fun pictures from like the history. Oh, cool! And one was like this huge fucking pumpkin being guarded by this guy. Like his job was just to guard the pumpkins. Ooh, what a fun job! Right? I want to be the pumpkin guard. Same. I bet you get a cool hat. Uh, and if not, you bring your own. There's a job that requires a fun hat. <laughs> Let's just we'll be uh pumpkin guards for hire this fall. Yes. So why wait like, till fall? Let's freelance. Start now. We'll free yeah, freelance pumpkin guards. I'll guard them while they're still growing. I'll sit next to their yeah. vine. You could talk to them too. I hear plants like that. Yeah. Play them yeah. some music. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine you putting headphones on a pumpkin and just playing, here's some Enya. <laughs> yep such an iconic song oh yeah i don't know why anyway just is so the state fair they also had like midway attractions and rides so you know all the typical shit like ferris wheel blah 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 Mm -hmm. they also had entertainment which i wrote oh honey they had some cool shit and some interesting shit So some of the musical acts that played the Michigan State Fair there was the Ink Spots, Alice Cooper, Boys to Men, ZZ Top. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember being like younger and kind of always being surprised because I had heard of like whoever was headlining the Michigan State Fair. I mean, like, oh, that's like a national person. It's always interesting when like it is something because I remember Jason Derulo came to Grand Valley once. And played at Grand Valley. And I'm like, this was like back in like 2010, though, or like 2011. So maybe it was before he got real big. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was before he got the Jason Derulo at the beginning of all the songs. I'm trying because I, I, I went to Grand Valley for one semester. And while I was there, there was a weird concert that came through there, but it was a band that had been big and then like was no longer that big. I want to say it was like because I went to college much earlier. I want to say it was like... Was Smash Mouth? No, like better than Ezra or something. Like, I'm not even sure you would have heard of... No, that's not who it was. I want to say... I don't know. We're going to just say Third Eye Blind. It wasn't them, but sure. it was somebody like like Third Eye Blind. And then also... Oh, for um, sure. Louis Black the, came and did stand-up. You've Interesting. Seen, you've, if, you've seen Louis Black. I yeah, I had you. a minute of like, who is she? She's different. But then I was like, no, I've definitely seen and or heard yeah of them. i yeah. like yeah no i definitely know who lewis black is yeah he hasn't he's the other lewis stand-up he's yeah but he's, he's I not mean, lewis he, he hasn't that i know i've done anything in like a while he's like like in the 90s i want to say he definitely did a lot of stuff and then in like the early 2000s i mean he's still around i'm sure but maybe yeah he's probably more just like behind the scenes or something doing stuff i don't know and that's a great move, honestly, because sometimes some stand up stay in the spotlight mm-hmm. a little too long. You're like, can you just like get off the stage? Yeah, sir. Almost always, sir. He was either on the Daily Show or the Colbert Report. OK, as like one of their side people. But I can't remember which one now off the top of my head. 
But he did something. My money's on Colbert Report. He seems like a more Colbert Report kind of guy. Yeah. But I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Oh, Bob Hope also. Bob Hope was on that list. And I was like, I know it like everyone's definitely heard of Bob Hope. I'm like, but what does he actually do? He was kind of just like a performer. He kind of just did everything and anything. Yeah, that's interesting. Which, like, respect. Yeah. Yeah. He was like a singer, a stand up and just kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. Bob Hope. Cool guy, I guess. Very interesting. Love that for him. Yeah. Huh. Also, in 1978, Henry Lamothe who was a 74-year-old stunt diver, jumped off a 40-foot perch into a kiddie pool that had 14 inches of water into it. Isn't that like what cartoons do? Yeah. <laughs> like With this guy, Henry Lamoth. 74-year-old dude was like, I'm going to jump off this 40-foot thing into 14 inches of water. That's one thing I also have never connected with is like, I don't know, like back... Daredevil stunts? Yeah. Because it was, it seems like it was kind of a big thing. And I guess like content is different now. Like there is, you know, we have media based stuff and like whatever. So maybe that's part of it too. But I, that makes me so anxious. Yeah. I don't like things that make me, I'm already anxious all the time. I don't need extra anxiety. I don't need to think, am I going to watch this person die? That's not pleasant. Right. Because it's either they're, they're either going to succeed and cool clap or they're going to, like hurt and or die yeah. like i was reading it i fell into a wikipedia hole where i was reading about caesar's palace today uh-huh like and, las vegas yeah okay uh i think it was like 76 or something but evil knievel was just at the casino was like i bet you could jump those fountains and then he tried and he didn't make it and he was like unresponsive in a coma for like 30 or 40 days oh my gosh and then, yeah. like, in the late 80s, his son did the jump successfully. I'm like, why would you try? I like, don't get it. I don't. Yeah, I, it's like, oh, I see something potentially dangerous and I avoid it personally. Like, I'm not like, let's do it. In fact, let's make up a dangerous situation to do. I have a level of stupid I'm willing to go to. I mean, I have. Willingly stupid. or unwillingly. Yeah. I mean, I've. Okay. I see, I don't know, like a tree in the woods that you can like walk across, but probably shouldn't. I'm probably going to try to walk across it. But if I fall, the worst that happens is maybe like a sprained ankle, which isn't pleasant or good. I see a fallen tree over a gorge. I'm not going to go. I saw the trailer for 127 hours. I know that's not going to add well for me. (laughs) Exactly. I like both my arms. Exactly. And I don't want James Franco playing me, frankly. (laughs) fair like no shade to james franco he's cool but like Mm -hmm. i just don't think he's the right vibe for me that's totally fair yeah who would play you who would you cast Uh, i've always said that if i wanted someone to play me i want kate mckinnon playing jane lynch playing me love it yeah but that's the only answer i've got i don't have an actual answer that answer that sounds like an actual answer to me okay yeah just because iconic both of them yeah yeah it's like a twofer yeah but back to the state fairgrounds oh yes the state fair after this long and winding detour we've taken i mean i love our long winding detours though yeah yeah we are the map quest of the podcast world we will get you the information but we're going to take you on a journey first (laughs) and waste 50 pages of paper we're not driving you through like random streets to get you there faster we are just like You've printed out these instructions and you know it's going to take way longer than it should, but you're here for the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going to do you one better. We're the AAA triptych. Ooh, who is she? Uh, back in the day, before even MapQuest, if you're going on a road trip, you headed into good old AAA and they basically had like a MapQuest system at mm-hmm. their locations and they would print you out a booklet and put those like spirally. They would spiral bound it. Uh, love and a they spiral would bomb. highlight the road for you. And then there would also be like a printed, you know, like um, written typed out list. Turn left here. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was MapQuest. It just was like. I was thinking about that and though and how Quest. good we've got it. Yeah. Because I was like, again, watching that 70s show, they were trying to get to Jackie's cabin and Jackie had to write out instructions for them. And it was like, turn left to that place. I bought that green sweater. And I'm like. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what they had to go <laughs> off of. Yeah. Um, very glad 
but also I think we've gotten lazy with like planning because of it too, because like back then you couldn't just be like, oh yeah, let's go do this thing. Like if you didn't know where it was already, yeah, you had to accurately find stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Pluses and minuses. Yeah. And another tangent has been done. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to talk about the Coliseum that is at the Michigan State Fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. Also known as the Michigan State Fair Coliseum or the Hockey Town State Fair Coliseum. Okay. Which they spell Coliseum C-O-L-I-S-E-U-M. Coliseum. I was like, is it? I was like, Coliseum? But it's Coliseum still. They huh. just decided to spell it that way. Special. Yeah. It has 5,600 seats and it opened in 1922. And the architect, one store said it was Lynn W. Fry. One store said it was probably Lynn W. Fry. So Who we're going to say it's Lynn W. Fry. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, it was a venue for the Shrine Circus, which taking you on another tangent, but this one was planned. Um, have you heard of the Shriners? Uh-huh. I had it, so I had to like fall in a Wikipedia hole, but like it's basically figured out that tell me if I'm right with this. A Masonic society that described itself as quote a fraternity based on fun, fellowship, and the Masonic principles of brotherly love, relief, and truth. I mean that's pretty much what I understand. They also have some hats. Yeah, they I think they, they had like Fez hats, I think, in the picture to saw of them. Yeah, I think I think they're always like red with like a little black tassel or something. I yeah. can be wrong about that. That's just what I'm seeing in in my head when you said Triners. That's the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah, like they kind of just seem to be the theater kids of the Masons, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it sounds like their initiation is some kind of elaborate musical comedy thing. Yeah. I don't know. This was a circus. This is a venue for the Shrine Circus. It was one of their big ones. Okay. I'm pretty sure I went to that. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, like they still tour and I still think like they still come to Detroit. Yeah. They like, I think this is one of their big starting points in Detroit and it's still one of their larger ones. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where we actually, I don't know if we went to the ones like on the state fairgrounds, but I know as a kid, I did go to the shrine circus because I didn't know what a shriner was when I was a child and we went, but then later I learned of it and I was like, wait, is that like the circus people? I'm so confused because I didn't understand the connection. I still don't understand. Yeah. So in 96, they ran one at the fairgrounds that was 40 shows spread among 17 days. So it may have been in 96 when you saw them. So like I said, they are still going and they usually start each season in Flint, Michigan in January, which I feel like is a poor time for the circus in Michigan. Yeah. Well, but it's indoors, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess they're not like out there in tents anymore. Yeah. I always just think of tents with the circus. No, I think most of them are like, yeah, like large indoor, like hockey arena type. Yeah, I think the last circus I went to was I saw one at Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids because mm-hmm. like, my friend got tickets for her birthday. And I was like, all right. So wait, you've been to the circus as an adult? Yeah. Oh, how funny. Yeah. She like specifically was like, I want to go to the circus for my birthday. And we're like, OK. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's nothing I ever think of, like, doing, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like, I'm not a circus hoe. No, me either. Well, also I can now, appreciate. I have a little problem with the whole animal parts oh, of it a sure. little bit now. So I think I know too much about it from that aspect. Um, and not to say, like, they're all treated badly or anything like that. But also, like, wild animals be doing tricks it doesn't. It doesn't resonate the same as it used to for me. I will say I do like Cirque du Soleil. I'll fuck with Cirque du Soleil. I, yes, I've never actually seen Cirque du Soleil, but if they don't somebody call it Cirque du Soleil for some reason, <laughs> if if tickets to that came across my lap, I would definitely uh, use them. I saw Zoomanity, which is like their Ooh. risky adult show, mm-hmm. risque, sorry, risque adult show. Uh-huh. In Vegas, and that was fun. It was hosted by this drag queen. It was a bunch of just like people in fetish wear flying around the ceiling and shit. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Love that. Yeah. Uh, on to a much more butch topic. Uh, Wayne State would use the building for a few years, starting in 1999 for their first collegiate hockey season. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Also in 99, it would host the first of three extreme champion wrestling house shows, which I looked it up and the extreme championship wrestling was a private wrestling promotion that is now defunct. Oh, yeah. Again, <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, love that for other people. It's not my tea. Also theatrical, though. Well, it's not my thing, yeah. except for I did th- I do enjoy the glow series on Netflix and I think it gave me a different perspective and I've gone back and watched the actual glow uh, videos and I Interesting. get the entertainment value there. Yeah, I could definitely like, I could see the entertainment. It's just nothing I've ever like been compelled to check out myself. Yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, WWE stuff, fine, whatever, not for me, but like fine for whoever it's for, but it did. It changed my perspective a little bit. Is all I'm saying. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Did you know we used to have a minor league hockey team? Like it wasn't always just the Red Wings. Yes. Was it the Vipers? Apparently, like no. no. Um. They could have been the Vipers, but the ones I was talking about was the Motor City Mechanics. Oh no! I've They're never part heard of the them. United Hockey League. Interesting. Yeah, so I, like, Dipped into that a little bit. And it was a minor professional league that started out as the Colonial Hockey League in 1991, changed its name to 97, changed its name in 97 to the United Hockey League. And again, in 2007, to the International Hockey League before ending in 2010. Interesting. But I love a minor team's sports name. So I picked my favorites from the list. Okay. Can express with an X, no E, because E's are for noobs, I guess. <laughs> Uh, the Madison Monsters, Ooh. Muskegon Lumberjacks, Port Huron Border Cats, and the Rockford Ice Hogs. Border Cats. All cat. terrible. Yeah. Like, I, like, there's three things that you can count on always having a terrible name. Minor League Sports, um, Improv Troops, <laughs> and Ska Bands. All of them are going to have, nine out of ten are going to be cringy names. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. Unfortunate. There are a lot of bad Scott name, Scott group names, but there were some good ones too. I mean, I'm not hating on Scott. I love yeah, Scott. Me too. Back in the day, I used to skank in my checkered vans like no other. Oh, I love to skank. <laughs> me too. I love a good skank sesh. One time I skanked on the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I was. I was on uh, a high school field trip or whatever, and we ran into another girl from our high school. And I dubbed that the moment that we needed to skank on the Eiffel Tower. I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever go back to Paris, I'm going to skank on that Eiffel Tower. Please in do. Honor of you. Please do. Yeah, the observation um, deck or whatever that thing is called. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I should make sure I clear a space because I'm quite long and gangly. So when I skank, mm-hmm. it is a dangerous activity for those around me. You do have the, those long arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like one part Gumby and one part like wacky waving inflatable used car thing. <laughs> Just watch. There's a whole lot of limbs happening. Mm-hmm. That's fair. One more uh, fun fact about the Coliseum mm-hmm. is if anyone saw the movie Semi-Pro in 2008, which I'm sorry if you did because it looked terrible. Um, the exterior was used, but they called it the Flint Fairgrounds Coliseum. How dare they? Yeah. So there were also two other buildings on the facility called the Dairy Cattle Building, which was built two years after the Coliseum. And it was like more of an extension of the Coliseum because it kind of just comes off the back of it. And it was just. Like a big open space, I'm guessing, for cows at some point. Two years after that was the agricultural building. And it looked like a smaller version of the Coliseum. And again, it was basically just one big open space. Mm-hmm. All three of these buildings were added to the National Historic, the National Register of Historic Places in 1980. Okay. I've gotten to the point where I've like had to say that so many times. that one of my notes, I can shorthand it now to like NRHP. <laughs> Because it's long to type out and I don't like it. Yeah. But I now know what that means. That's fair. Anyway, so there's also a racetrack on the facility. Uh, It was made in 1899. It's a mile long. It was originally for horse races because it was 1899. There were no cars that were race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There have been two NASCAR races there in 1951 and 1952. Huh. 
And the article had their names and I was like, I don't need nobody's going to know these people. But then I saw that one of their names was Tommy Thompson. (laughs) And I was like, that's too stupid not to say. Fair. And then I was like, well, if I say one, I'll say the other. And then Tim Flock, one in 52. Also kind of a silly name. Yeah. Yeah. So any NASCAR fans out there, that's for you. Do you think we have any NASCAR fans? I mean, maybe. This is not a NASCAR podcast, though, so. Not even kind of. Where my knowledge. If you're here, I mean, good for you. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Um, also, there is Ulysses S. Grant. Is he Ulysses or Ulysses? How do you say it? I thought it was Ulysses. Ulysses? Okay. Ulysses think, S. Grant. Uh, I'm going with it. Uh, he's the only U.S. president to live in the Detroit area, so we got his house. Oh. Cool. I guess it was during some war. I didn't look that deep. <laughs> I felt the need to go into the like minor league sports and the wrestling, but like <laughs> when it came to a president, I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> also, did you ever see the stove, the giant stove that was there? I've heard about it, but I've never, never seen it. So like I've seen um, photos. Remember when I had like a couple episodes ago and I was like, we were talking about world's largest blank. Mm-hmm. And I joked, what flyover state is that in? Mm-hmm. We had the world's largest stove. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't talk too much shit. But had it was made. But it was had what? had. Yeah. Somebody else has it now because it's not that one. Yeah, it's crazy what the stove went through. So it was originally made by the Michigan Stove Company in 1893 for the Chicago World's Fair, mm-hmm. which the Michigan Stove Company, I guess they made stoves under the Garland brand. So if you have ever seen a Garland stove, they came from Detroit. OK. And so it was 25 feet tall, 20 feet wide and 30 feet long. So it's a big old stove. What? Um, <sighs> it was made out of wood. So it's like a basically a wooden sculpture. It was which, a non-functional oven. I was going to say, which would not be good for cooking because of the fire. It was not good for a lot of things, yeah. as we'll get to in a minute. Okay. So after the fair, it was used for advertising outside the Detroit headquarters because they were used to be in downtown Detroit. I think it used to be at Jefferson and the Belle Isle Bridge. Oh, interesting. Before it was moved to the fairgrounds. Yeah. So the company went belly up in the late 50s, and by the early 70s, the stove was like neglected and falling apart. So in 1974, the stove was taken apart and stored in a warehouse somewhere. In 98, it was restored and given a permanent home at the state fairgrounds. Yay. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was struck by lightning and burned the fuck down. <laughs> so it's made of wood. Yeah. Although. And not metal. I was going to say that's weird. That's why you like, don't skimp on your stoves. Yeah. But if it was metal, it, I think it would have still gotten struck by lightning. I mean, it would have a higher chance struck of getting by lightning, struck. But yeah. It would have, yeah. I wonder what would have happened if it had been metal and struck by lightning. Would it just like have just like, I don't know. Would the whole state I'd, have gotten electrocuted? I don't know. I don't know how electricity works. So somebody smarter than us write in and let us yeah. know. I know it's a bunch of electrons. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I know um, it hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've been electrocuted? Um, Like shocked. Like yeah. where you just kind of like peel back for a second. You're like, oh, nope. Not gonna mess Where you're with just that actually touching part of the plug before it went fully in. I've done that multiple times, and it's not fun. I don't even know what I. I mean, like I know when I've plugged stuff in, I've gotten that things I can't be trusted of- with markers, electricity. <laughs> fair. So, like I said, the last state fair was in 2009, mm-hmm. and as we all know, 2009 wasn't a great year for the city. It wasn't a fun times for Detroit. So the state decided that it would no longer fund the fair because there was. Obviously, way more important things that money could be doing. Mm-hmm. But people weren't happy about it since, again, agriculture is the second biggest industry in Michigan. So mm-hmm. people took it upon themselves to organize the Great Lakes Agricultural Fair. And the first one of these happened in 2012 at the Suburban Collection Showplace, which I always forget that's what Rock Financial Showplace is now. I told you that's where my prom was, right? No, that but weird? that's super weird. Right? Yeah, it was the first year our school had done that. And I was like, why here? That's also like not super close to where you went to school. Not even kind of. That's close to where I grew up. Yeah, because it's like kind of BFE. Well, not BFE, but like not close to Canton. It's Yeah, I was going to say it's I mean, it was not BFE in regards to high schoolers in Canton. Yeah, it's by the freeway and everything like that, which is why, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, people have stuff there. But yeah. 
Like, it's in a good location, but for teenagers in Canton, we were just like, why the fuck are they having it here? Yeah, that's weird. Although, you know what? I don't know what building my prom was in, but I know it was far. I remember yeah. I didn't know where we were at. <laughs> I was like, where am I? What city is this? I don't know. Right. Just wear your corsage and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. So these actually, the these are actually still happening, uh, except for this year because COVID. Mm-hmm. So basically, after 2009, there have been some proposals for what to do with the space, but nothing really ever stuck. Um, although I think it has gotten used recently for, again, COVID, COVID-19 testing. I think that's where you went, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But the article that kind of prompted this is apparently Amazon is in talks of buying the space. Really? Yeah. To build a 3.8 million square foot food distribution or not food distribution center. I don't know why I wrote food. Oh. 3.8 million square foot. Oh, I put food instead of foot. Oh, okay. That's what they did. 3.8 million square foot distribution center. Huh. So, like, on the positive side, like, the article said it would create about 1,200 jobs and, like, all that. Um, and the city's making money off of it because they bought the land for 7 million and they're mm-hmm. selling it for 9 million to the Sterling Group. There's also apparently part of the deal they're going to pay for a $7 million Detroit Department of Transportation Transit Center. So they're going to revamp the transit center downtown. Yeah. Okay. But unfortunately, most of the historic buildings would be raised for this. Most of the what? Which is most of the historic buildings would be just taken out. Oh. Which I thought once you were on the National Register of Historic Places, you were safe, but apparently not. I thought, yeah, I thought it meant like, well, I don't think it means you're safe, but I thought it meant like you couldn't make large changes to the structure or something like that yeah yeah hopefully they won't i don't know nothing's final yet though the deal is pending city council approval but if that happens construction could start as early as october what oh and just uh sources detroit free press detroit historical society website the national register for historic places and wikipedia weird yeah yeah i want to ask you if one thing came up yeah because i read this a few months ago didn't Magic Johnson also buy part of the state fairgrounds? I didn't see that anywhere in my research. Okay. And I did try to be extra thorough with this, but there wasn't a ton out there in terms of like information about the state fairgrounds. Okay. I kind of had to like really dig. I just looked it up one. just because I read this. I, I went down a rabbit hole for some something else like a few months ago and I remembered reading yeah. it and being like, oh, that's interesting. This is the Detroit How- News. And it, uh, and it does say that uh, part of its former fairgrounds site to basketball legend Irvin Magic Johnson development com- company has closed, but details are scarce on plans for its future. OK, because I did see something called Magic Industries or something like that. Yes. And I was just like, I don't know who the hell that is. Yeah. So I guess, so I guess it's Magic Johnson. He got 16 acres. So, I mean, like not, you know, I mean, a small portion yeah. of it, if you're looking at percentage or um, something. Sorry, it was just in my head. It was like. Am I making that up? I remember something about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I remember seeing that like they had a map of like what the city owns, what's already bought, oh, and okay. part of it was a little part of it was magic something. I just I don't know sports, so I didn't well, make no, the connection. And I mean, magic's a word. Like a company could sure just is. be magic, whatever. It doesn't mean it's necessarily associated with a person who has the word magic. There's in that their window name. company that's magic. Oh magic yeah. Something. Is it just they got magic the windows? Yeah. The little wizard guy. I forget. Fun public access commercials. Yeah. They got the like rainbow logo or something. Like aren't there letters like a rainbow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun because I don't see those at all anymore. I you mean, know, like, I remember watching TV. Yeah. Like cable TV. And you'd see all those like local ads for like it was like someone's yeah. wife acting in a commercial. Yeah. Just like. Like, I Bob Janot here for Chevy, gonna put you in a Yukon for a great price. Like, mm-hmm. well, they, um, they went way them. of, uh, the Muzzy commercial. Yeah. Just oh my God, that's to bonkers. the commercial gra- graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. RIP. Oh, like, you never see commercials anymore where, like, at the end of the commercial, like, the video, like, kind of pans. So, like, the, like, it puts it in, like, the top right corner, then, like, everything else becomes, like, Here's the phone number you call. Yeah. Here's the shipping and handling. Like, mm-hmm. I remember all those commercials back in the day. Or the CD compilation commercials. 
Oh my god. A collection of lug songs never seen before. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm your lighter. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, good good nostalgia. Oh yeah. Uh I've been on a Celine kick lately because I've started watching Canada's drag race. Is she on there? Which like I was just No, oh. they did um they did a, one of the runway themes was Night of a Thousand Celines. Got so they it. had to do all the most iconic Celine looks, which she has a ton. Okay. Because yeah. Celine Dion. I never got very into nothing. No, whatever. She's fine. Um, she can sing, but I never got into Celine. I she's one of like. Like if the divas were my Greek mythology, she's a lesser god. Fair. Like shares at the top. Like a, a demigod. Like, is that what it is? I don't think she's that low, but she's just kind of like. <laughs> The god of something random. Like, she's the god of Canadian bacon. Okay. It's nothing that's super important in my life. So mm-hmm. she's there. She's on my radar. But, yeah. like, she's not Cher. Oh, well, yeah. Nobody will ever be Cher. Yes. I think everybody knows I've that. Fallen in, <laughs> I've fallen in a rabbit hole on YouTube of just watching old Cher show performances. Like, there's one I watched today that was, like, her, Bette Midler, and Diana Ross all performing oh, on stage together. This sounds glorious. I will send it to you because it's yeah. beautiful. Please do. Bat Midler is such a little firecracker. I like have never like I had like kind of seen her perform live, but like this was like I'm like, I would love to see a Bat Midler show. I adore Bat Midler. I think she's a fantastic singer, fantastic actress. I think she just I don't she's know. She's just an entertainer. I was gonna say there's like, like an energy to her too that like in anything she does, that energy is like exuding from her and it's oh, captivating. Yeah. And yeah, she she does these kind of like twisty, kind of really quick body movements but they're not like twitchy they're very like deliberate but it's got this oomph to it Va-va-voom. yes yeah. yes i love her she's very like nudge nudge wink wink body just like yeah she knows exactly what she's doing and she knows it and yeah. she's just working it yeah she owns it no matter what she's doing it's fantastic she's another bob mackie girl like her and Cher, both bob mackie girls oh i didn't know that yeah okay that makes sense yeah okay that was great thank you thank you i thought it was like also appropriate time of year for it because this is about when state fairs i feel like usually happen yeah um we used to go to one up in like middle of nowhere northern michigan that was always like kind of fun i've never been to one and i i remember kind of wanting to the state fairground but it was it was a decent hike growing up from where mm-hmm. I was at. And I think it was just like one of those things like you think about going and then you're like, eh, <laughs> and end up not doing it. I think it would, if it wasn't COVID times, I think if they brought it back, it would kill because I feel like there are just more, there's just more interest in the city now. So I feel like people would be into it. Well, yeah. Part of the reason it got shut down is because people weren't in the city as much. So like, yeah, I mean, unfortunately that, cause a lot of closures to a lot of things that included yeah. so but no that's great i didn't um like i said i knew a little bit of that stuff but not like collectively like that i definitely didn't know like you know the timeline and stuff so it's interesting to learn that history yeah it's like it's just an interesting little like because i drive past it a lot because i live mm. right by it yeah so uh, I tried to like find if there are any ooky spookies, but the only thing I could find is like across the st- across eight mile from it is where Theater Bazaar started. Well, yeah, it's not across eight mile, um, but is it? it is by it's State not? Fair, Fair uh, Drive or whatever. I've been to the old uh, Theater Bazaar site. OK, I got to go on a so tour. It's just like of a it. couple houses, right? It was a couple houses and then like a large yard kind of space in between. But it's large. I went to a bonfire mm. there last year and then i actually got to go through the old houses like this guy took us on a tour and then they connected the houses with these like tunnels they built tunnels and they would have people like in weird cages and stuff like that throughout the tunnels he'd be like oh there's a girl and she'd have like blood coming out of her mouth and this like thing or whatever and this is the doll room where we put all the baby doll heads and you know all the stuff he kind of he kind of tried to like lay it out for us of like this is what it was like. Uh, but it was really cool to go through it. And I, before that, actually, I've always been fascinated with it. I've gone a couple times and from outside the fence, taking like photographs of the outside areas. Cause they'll have that old Ferris wheel 
um, that they mm-hmm. they put up at the DIY fair in Ferndale. Sometimes they put an old Ferris oh. wheel. Up. Oh yeah, yeah. So they keep that there, and like all their like signage, like the cool old timey like circusy whatever like signage yeah. and stuff that they use, or like I don't know, like bearded lady poster, or you know things like that. Um, yeah. They are all stored on those grounds. Yeah, that's one thing I'm so sad about this year is Mm -hmm. like Halloween and theater bazaar. Yeah, we talked about that last week for a bit. It it is. I I just I I can't think about it yet. This is too much of a bummer. I know. I I mean I'm still gonna do it up big for the the Halloween times Mm -hmm. because as you should. I still love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's still Halloween. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean my my biggest hope is that like hopefully it'll be. Warm enough to have like a few outdoor fires or something. You know what I mean? Something. Yeah. Or like at least a garage or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Let's not try to jump too far into the future. I mean, I know it's coming and it's not that far away, but I'm kind of on a like. It's far enough where we don't have to think about it right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like. Yeah. Let's get through this week and then get to the next one and then focus on that one. (laughs) That's where I'm at at the moment. I mean, I probably talk about Halloween at least once a week year round. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think about it's it. It's just a lot. always the tip of my mind. Yeah. 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 It's the best time of year. It really. I mean, I just love fall in general. I'm so excited for crockpot season and not to fucking sweat every time I set, step out my door. Yeah. Yeah. I again, I like summer because I do. I like going hiking and so. I mean, you can hike and stuff in the fall, but I like swimming and all that kind of pizzazz too. But um, mm-hmm. but I also like fall for like the same things. There, it's just a different experience. And way yeah. to do it. I think um, the clothing is cuter. Oh, for sure. I'm plugged in now, but I'm going to share that story. I'm not going to. I'm probably going to cut some of that. But uh, we had to take a short break for a second while I plugged Welcome the laptop back. in. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I thought my plug. Because I'm in my closet and there's a bunch of blankets in here and I can't get out. And <laughs> when I went to plug in it the in, closet. the plug sparked at me rude so then i almost electrocuted myself so there's there's that it's because we just talked about it i know it knew did you curse me are you a witch no i'm just a bitch Boy actually witch, bitch actually though oh my gosh we did it we did what a good transition yes yes because because my two truths and a lie right now are about the Salem witch trials. Fun. Uh, love those. Yes. yes. So the latest um, Nancy Drew game was all about them. Oh, good. Good. So the reason I'm doing it about them, though, is because this episode comes out on August 19th and August 19th of 1962 is when five people, uh, one woman, four men, including a clergyman, were executed as part of the Salem witch trials. Oh, damn. Yeah. So I thought, um, let's do that. So. Fact number one, Giles Corey, a wealthy farmer, along with his wife, Martha, a prominent church member, had sordid pasts. They lived in the community of Salem. They were accused at some point, but they didn't tell the community about their sordid past. Giles was once accused and found guilty of murdering one of his farmhands years earlier, but was let off with a fine. Okay. Number two. In addition to the 20 people convicted uh, and five people who died in jail, there were also six cats who suffered death as they were accused and executed for the same crimes as the living people thought to be witches. Fact number three. The trials ended abruptly when the governor's wife was accused of witchcraft, which caused him to immediately order an end to the trials. Ah. I'm going to go with number two was the lie. What part about it do you think is the lie? Um, I think there were more than 20 people. Uh, no, actually, that part's true. Uh, but that is the lie. It was okay. not six cats. The cats. It was two dogs. The fuck? Yeah. Two dogs were What's accused of witchcraft. A witch with a dog. I don't know. You know? I don't know, but the the twenty thing, uh, the twenty people was actually accurate. Twenty were hung and five died in prison while serving time. Two of them were babies. Damn. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, Martha and Corey Giles were actually like really prominent members. And basically, Martha got accused of being a witch because she was sitting in early on the trials and she was not accused at first. And then her husband, Giles, wanted to go to trials with her and she didn't want him to come. And then they accused her of being a witch because she didn't want him to come to the trials as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, they basically started as like um, kind of a Montague Capulet's kind of dissonance situation between two families. I vaguely remember because I like I've read about them before because I do find them very interesting, mm-hmm. but it's just something that never like really sticks. I had to like read it every couple months or years or whatever. And yeah, well, we did. Um, we there was somebody did the crucible, the crucible in my high school. Yeah, I was not. We read it in it. We definitely read it as well. But yeah, basically there was a few between the Putnams and the Porter family, and the Putnams are the first ones who like started accusing like the Porters of. Basically, at first, spectral was a spectral evidence. So they would say that essentially an apparition of a living person showed up and then like caused them pain. Yeah. And it was like the okay. two Putnam sisters that started. I didn't write that part down, but it was the two Putnam sisters that like started and being like, I think it was um, Goody whatever. <laughs> Goody, Goody whatever Putnam. came to the house and did this thing to me. I saw Goody Putnam with the devil. Oh, you saw dude. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's a crazy wild time. And I mean, like up until that point, like other communities throughout the world and throughout history had like accused people of witchcraft and stuff like that. But now also, I don't know, like I think, I don't know, like the the word witch has, I believe, kind of like changed a lot too. Yeah. And I think it includes a, um, I mean, there's a decent community in it. That's what TikTok tells me. Uh, (laughs) So that's it. Good job, though. You won. Yeah. You you chose the right one. I won a sip of cocktail. Well done. Well done, sir. Well done. Well deserved. You earned it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've tried so hard. Well, if you want more of this weirdness, you can check us out on our social media at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook. If you want to email us, DetroitStrange at Mm gmail.com. And then, uh, as always, please rate, subscribe, review. Just hit hit whatever stars that you would like to hit and whatever app you're listening to. At least Apple or Stitcher. I know those two both have those capabilities. Um, Thanks for joining us, too. Yeah. Yeah. Check out other uh, podcasts on the Planning Up. Check out other podcasts on the Planning Up Podcast Network. That would be fantastic. Uh, new stuff coming out all the time. It's pretty rad. Yeah. And uh, until, until next, next time, time stay, stay strange. This has been a production of Planning Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Detroit duo Sax and Violence.